Welcome to Gypsam's Wellbeing at Work podcasts. These are a series of conversations which aim to bring new ideas and perspectives around wellbeing at work. Gypsam's is a Gibraltar registered charity providing free helpline and chat services for those who may be suffering emotional distress and championing a culture of well-being for all. I'm Mary Lou, the founder and chairman of Gypsam's, and my fellow trustee, Kirsten, will be chatting to the recipients of our Corporate Wellbeing Awards, who have very kindly agreed to share how implementing well-being measures has resulted in benefits for both employees and their organizations. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Gypsam's Wellbeing at Work podcast and today I have the absolute pleasure to speak to Faith Howe from EY. She is an associate partner and the deputy talent leader at EY and EY has also received, um, they were one of the first uh, companies to apply for a wellbeing award back in 2019 and they have also received a wellbeing star award uh, back in 2020 and hopefully you're going to be applying again this year so um, thank you very much for for coming on to the podcast Faith and, and it's lovely to have you here and speak to you today. It's great to be here Kirsten thank you for having me. Oh, pleasure so um, I'm, I'm very aware of all the great work you guys have been doing at EY for quite a for quite a while now you've been really uh, leading this locally also so it'd be really interesting to uh, get an understanding of how you guys see um, well-being at work, how you see it evolving and, and, and what it means to you. Well, the type of work that EY um, does, you know, as a professional services firm, the products, the services that we deliver to our clients, really none of that would be possible without our people. So, it may sound cliche and, you know, we may hear it all the time from, from different companies, but it really is true that our people are our assets because if you cannot rely on your people or if, if your people are not in, in a good place to be able to deliver um, mentally, physically, uh, then then you would not achieve that success as, as a business. So we you know, we've always recognized that we wouldn't be going anywhere if we do not invest in, in our people. So this is really the crux of why we place so much importance in well-being at the workplace, because, you know, a, a, healthy, a healthy body helps support a healthy mind. And being in an environment where you feel that you're, you belong and you're able to be yourself um, and not be afraid to to, to speak up, um, you know, whether, you know, something is, is, is going on mentally that hinders the, 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 the progress of your work or whether it be physically, um, you know, if, if people in the workplace are not comfortable to, to be able to bring that, uh, bring any issues up, then, then it's, it's never going to be a, a good workplace or a good environment to, to work in. So that's triggered, um, you know, historically, you know, why we've always um, given this uh, a lot of focus uh, in, in EY. And, and, I, and I presume over the sort of, I mean, since the first wellbeing uh, awards and we received your application back in 2019 to today, obviously a lot has changed in the world for everyone. Yes. Um, 
And so how, how, how have things evolved or how have they changed, if, if they have changed at all, in terms of how you're approaching well-being or how you're approaching supporting your people? I'm, I'm going to be honest, Kirsten, it's, it, it's very challenging because the times are changing so fast. You know, one minute you're in lockdown, the next you're not. And even before that, um, you know, the needs of different individuals, all, you know, we've recognized they always evolve. So we always try and come up with new things to spark the interest of, of our people. So before we used to hold, you know, pre-COVID, if I may, we we had the sofa to fit challenge and we had, you know, activities such as going up the rock. And we also had the mindfulness sessions. And during COVID, you know, that still happened, but just in a different way we held challenges um, about, you know, the, the number of steps you can achieve. Uh, I think we, we also um, tried to do the, the pilgrimage uh, walk all the way to, I can't remember the place now, but... Um, Santiago, uh, was it Santiago? Yes, oh, El Camino, yes. I think, yes, that's yes. it. And, uh, you know, so, and, but we had to do it in, you know, individually in our own time because we were all working remotely so coming up with different ways to engage um and to keep that well-being you know in, in the forefront uh during covid uh was interesting and challenging we also make available to our people you know even through ey not just gibraltar uh, we get a lot of of materials and support about you know mindfulness uh, we have a mindfulness community page that we, people can refer to if they want tips on working from home how best to you know organize your work environment so it's you know it's not detrimental and there's that you know divide between the home and the work um, life so so it's been different and it's continuously uh, evolving, continuously evolving. And, and may I just ask, because you mentioned mindfulness a few times, mm -hmm. um, what, what are the benefits that you have seen or how has, been, how has the response been from, from people um, in terms of it impacting their well-being? I think people really appreciate that we provide them with the avenue and, and you know, you know, because you've been involved in, in, in those sessions and you've led them, um, you know, it's really helped them to be open. Um, it's helped them to recognize where they need to focus in certain areas of the work um, or even in their personal life. Um, and, and hopefully it's also promoted that um, transparency and communication uh, within the teams or between the teams. Great. And so from, from what you were saying, what I'm really hearing quite strongly is that um, EY is really looking, um, always focused on adapting to what your people need. But I guess over this last year and a half or almost, well, not quite two years, but year and a half, yeah. um, also adapting to what the, the external changes that are, of course, that yeah. are constantly happening. Um, yeah. So so how do you, um, as an organization, how do you, you know, hold those, both those things, um, giving attention to that? Because that is obviously, you know, outside of the everyday work as a, a, a mm -hmm. the service you provide as a business, this is additional and it, it, it's quite complex. Mm -hmm. um, what have you found um, helpful? Um, how do you hold that? 
I think um, we always try and go back to our purpose because that kind of centers us. Um, you know, our, our purpose as an organization to build a better working world, it all just links from there because, um, you know, the well-being, the mindfulness, uh, you know, the health of our people, um, that is one of the key pillars. If you have uh, strong uh, performing teams because they understand the purpose, their own purpose, which links to the purpose of the organization, and they're able to relate to that, um, and they understand that you know taking care of themselves means that they're able to deliver and to succeed in their personal and professional goals. It it kind of brings everything together. So so going back to the purpose and always remembering the purpose, and you know if you find yourself kind of straying away helping the people around you to recenter and 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 kind of remember that purpose um always helps mm. always helps and you also said with that which is very interesting it, it's not just the purpose of the organization but also the purpose of the individual yeah. the purpose of perhaps the team and well, why are we doing what we're doing exactly yeah i mean different people have obviously different goals but um what we're trying to do in ey is to help people to understand their personal purpose first and find you know the link um into how they can contribute to that wider um organizational purpose because building a better working world you know it's not just um uh, a physical or you know a tangible idea it's it's also intangible in the sense that you you know we as a firm play an important role in the community um not just in the financial financial services community but in the wider community that's why we engage a lot um you know we work with a lot of organizations um such as cycle we work with you we work with a lot of people um to be able to establish that link um, not just from a financial services and financial community perspective, but the wider community. And that helps the people within the organization to, you know, latch on and relate because it's, it's a lot more personal for them if they know that they're making a, a difference, not just to our clients and the businesses of our clients, but to the wider community as well. So you really, um, I mean, what you're really highlighting there uh, for your people, so for me listening, um, is that um, interconnectedness of yeah. not just on a, on, a, on a business level, but beyond that. Um, and so I'm, I'm very strongly hearing sort of the, the connection um, mm. that we have with, with everything around us. Uh, and also that you've spoken earlier about belonging. Um, would you talk a little bit more around that? Because I think especially since we've gone through COVID and through lockdown, this seems yeah. to be a really important um, area that mm -hmm. um, can be challenging for organizations to maintain and build and continue that, that connection between their people, but also within the wider world. Yeah, belonging um, can mean different things to, to different people. It could be belonging because you're you know you're part of a diverse community you have you come from different backgrounds yet you still are able to connect and to respect each other's differences um so so that is an important piece that that we 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 give focus on diversity and inclusiveness uh, is also at the core of of ey's um you know goals and principles so 
that is um, which is why belonging is important for us. And even in the period of COVID, uh, and even now, you know, to promote that sense of belongingness, we always try and um, hold sessions with teams, have or create avenues or opportunities for people to voice out their their opinions, their their feelings. Um, we we have um, a framework um, like the counseling uh, relationships. Uh, we have a counselor and a counseling relationship, which gives opportunities for people to to feel that they are listened to. Um, and it's an opportunity for them to not just to have that uh, guidance in terms of their career development, but also as an avenue to, to express um, their needs, their opinions, uh, and, 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 and be comfortable to talk uh, about the state of their work, the state of their personal um, life that could impact the work or vice versa. So I think that that whole piece uh, contributes to that sense of belongingness. And, and during COVID, um, we made, you know, you know, an extra effort, especially because physically we're not um, together. Um, we would hold, you know, community calls twice a week, non-work related, no. totally, <laughs> because the whole point was to switch off and have that connection with with everybody and and you know to make everybody remember that you know we're all here even if for example you live alone you can reach out um, you still belong to this one big family and um, we are here for each other so that I think um, just strengthened that that sense of belongingness and and you know that's that's something that really hopefully sparked um, energy even during the most difficult times. We had so much fun. We had so much fun on these community calls. You cannot imagine. We would be playing bingo. We would have, you know, loads of games on Kahoot's. It's, you know, it became quite competitive (laughs) at one point. As you can imagine, a room full of accountants getting competitive. But yeah, it was it was very fun. And and it's it's a fun way to to foster that sense of belongingness. I'm I'm smiling because I'm I'm looking at the wall behind you and, and I can see the word being and it's obviously being a better working world. And, uh, yes, because I'm I'm in the beehive. This is a <laughs> it's our it's our little uh, community space, if you may. People gather here and and uh, it's a good place to you know have lunch together, have a short meeting. So we call it the beehive. That's why it's being ah, a better right, working right. world. And it's it's lovely because all the things you're saying is it sounds like it's really creating space um, and opportunities for people to be and be themselves. And I think there's often sort of a, a, I don't know, perhaps a a bit of a connotation that being means not doing, but but being is being in the present, being in the present also includes doing and, 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 and moving forwards and achieving, but in a way that is grounded. So I, I, yeah, seeing that, I just, what you were saying, I thought, oh, what a lovely fit. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm interested, because obviously EY is a, is a global organization. 
Yeah. And yeah. Um, I, I'm aware that obviously they, you've already mentioned that there is resources and, and, and many yeah. things available for, for your people from, from EY globally. Um, is there a difference? And if so, what is the difference uh, when you're looking at well-being at work locally, specifically to Gibraltar, the jurisdiction here, the culture here, and also the, the, the different cultures of, of the people within your organization versus you know, EY mm -hmm. globally? I think I would say definitely there is a difference. Um, and the main difference, I think, is actually to our advantage and the fact that we are a smaller office. And, and because we have the, a smaller sized office, it's easier for us to execute and deliver on our strategies in terms of well-being for our people. It becomes a lot more personal. We don't just get, um, you know, a list or tools or guidance, we can connect on a one-to-one -one level. We can really sit down face-to-face -face with a person. And I say face-to-face -face because even Gibraltar, you know, you know, post, well, say post-COVID, COVID is still happening, but, you know, we've been lucky enough that we are now able to go back to our workplaces and have the physical uh, presence and connection, which makes that execution and, you know, having that personal uh, session with a person, the mindfulness sessions, having them in person is really different, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So I, th I think that's, that's where the big difference lies. Um, obviously, locally, we, we connect with local um, organizations. So, you know, we, we, we want to be involved with the global, at a global scale as well. And we do participate but we bring it down specifically to the Gibraltar community. So we work with a lot of Gibraltar organizations, Jib Sams, you know, Cycle, yourself and others. Wonderful. Again, it really sort of highlights that interconnectedness of, you know, it doesn't have to be yeah. one, but it's, it's, it's sort of yeah. different, um, I mm. guess. Well, I'm imagining it as circles, but there's different yeah. layers to it. To, to give you an example, in globally in EY, um, we have this um, initiative called the EY Ripples, and it's linked to, you know, that, that, uh, that purpose of, you know, you know, what is our responsibility to, you know, what is our contribution to the wider community. And, you know, loads of different EY offices would have their, you know, would form their own initiatives. There's also a global initiative that everybody can participate in. And that's what we've done. We've localized the EY ripples and we've connected with the organizations to, to make sure that our people have the opportunity to contribute because that, that links to that well-being and, and, you know, the whole well-being um, space because, if they're able to participate in initiatives that, you know, do well for the community or, or contribute so much to the community, it's that feel good factor. As a human being, we, you know, it's natural to feel good that you're contributing and that you're helping. So that helps the overall well-being of our yes. people. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that you've highlighted that, that, you know, us contributing to something, it, it gives us such a, a, a strong sense of purpose and fulfillment and satisfaction yeah. that, yes, that yeah. really raises our, our well-being. And sometimes you forget that, that, that there's this other side of well-being, which is very, very um, fulfilling. And we sometimes look at well-being as something where we just have to give support, but it's, but yeah. it's also the other way around where 
people giving yeah. is also contributing to well-being. So yeah, exactly. Thank you for highlighting that. Um, I'd love to carry on talking for 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 much longer, but I'm I'm conscious of time, and I'm thinking for the people listening. Um, and perhaps there are companies that are just starting out with implementing a well-being strategy at work, uh, or some companies might be starting to think about it even. Mm-hmm. What would be your advice? Where do you start? Um, what would be something simple, easy to do? Because as you said, it's a really mm-hmm. broad topic. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I think the the best way to start is really to listen to your people. Um, you know, reach out. Um, in whatever medium you feel comfortable in or what your organization feels comfortable in, whether it's a one-on-one session, a group session, or a poll, a survey, you know, listen to your people because all of your people will have wonderful ideas. And it, because it's for them, they would want to feel involved in, in, in developing that, that, that program of well-being. And um, obviously follow through. You know, you, you, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, you, you know, a lot of people will need encouraging and some people might be skeptical in the beginning, but, um, you know, tone from the top is important. And I think that's what's really helped us because this tone from the top um, has been very strong and very solid um, in that this is a very important initiative for, for, for us. So tone at the top is important as well. Consistency is, is also important. It's not just something that, um, you know, if, if you, know, you want to show that sincerity and you want to make sure that you, you build that connection with your people um, so that they can trust that this is something that you are invested in and and really have fun <laughs> because it's not supposed to be rigid <laughs> for yeah. this to work you have to have fun and 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 to you know you know make yourself feel like you're a human being not a robot at work <laughs> yes. yeah and that's yeah. what your people want to feel i love everything you said uh, I, I think it's so important to 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 look at it as a process and something that evolves um, exactly. because our, our organizations change uh, sometimes people come people go things change the world around us is changing so it's constantly adapting and we can grow we can grow with that and um, yeah the tone from the top and the sincerity and consistency I think you know if that's there it will create trust and and having a place where you go to work and you feel safe and secure that in itself is yeah. so, so valuable Uh, exactly sometimes forget how how the sort of invisible things are Mm -hmm. really valuable and really important so thank you for that totally agree yeah well thank you very much faith for taking the time to speak to me today and um yeah it was i had fun kirsten good good this is (laughs) what it's all about (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad you invited me i'm happy to be here and hopefully um anyone listening to the podcast would be able to to get some ideas or benefit from 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 the messages. Yes, absolutely, and I'm sure the listeners will be will take loads of um, very valuable ideas um, and ways of moving forwards and ways of thinking about well-being at work with them. Because sometimes I think that that can be sort of a big topic, but it's as you said, you, you start somewhere and you start mm-hmm. by listening to your people. Um, so that's wonderful advice. So thank you very much. Great. Thank you, Kirsten. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Gypsum's Wellbeing Podcasts, which I hope you have enjoyed. If you're interested in applying for one of our Wellbeing Recognition Awards, or would like our assistance in implementing a wellbeing strategy and building a culture of wellbeing at your place of work, please get in touch with us at wellbeing at Thank you once again for joining us.